Hello and welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, alias Vertvic. And I'm Alex Crowley, alias Chucky Egg. This is a podcast about old school arcade games. The kind of games you would have seen during the late 70s to the late 80s in your local arcades. So Alex, uh, tell the listeners your first experience of arcade machines. Well, I've got loads of experiences really. Um, what was your two, first one? The two, well, the two that spring to mind, Don Kong Space Invaders. I think Space Invaders was, was the biggest hit really, visually. Um, I think the side art really sort of attracted us young kids into the arcade. How old were you when you first played this game? I must have been about 11 or 12, something like that. Maybe younger actually, might have been 9. That's going back yeah. at least 50 years now, isn't it? Yes. You're yeah, slightly 50 older years, than me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I, was, I was about seven as well, I think. Yeah. I'm 40 now. Uh, whereabouts was it? These well, they were everywhere, but the, the where I remember playing it was at my local swimming baths, and I remember queuing up around the block to play it. Every kid wanted to play that machine. Yeah. You know? How many did they have there? Was it just the one game? Just the, it was just standing there on its own. We had a frogger at our swimming baths. I mean, it didn't need... Uh, other cabs around it, it drew in an audience all of its own. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. The place I first played an arcade machine was at an old roadside cafe mm. uh, on the motorway where I lived in, in the Midlands in Rugby. Uh, this place was called the Sleepy Sausage. Mm. And it was like a... What were you doing of, on the road? At, at, well, at my age? parents used to take me places. Mm. We used to go on this one road and we used yeah. to stop off at the Sleepy Sausage mm. for, I don't know, sausage and chips and, and pudding and stuff. I don't know. I was mm. only a kid and it was, it was a treat at the time. Yeah. We didn't have Xboxes in Hammer. Mm. And uh, it was on its own. Well, it wasn't on its own. It was next to a pinball. And the pinball was also Space Invaders. It's an early uh, pinball. And it, it was always a big, hairy biker playing this pinball next to me. And I was just, I could just about see over the buttons to see in the machine. And it was always, Mum, Mum, can mm. I have 10 pence? Can I have 10 pence? I was just, under the t- no, eat your dinner. No, I want another 10 pence, please. Mm. So that was my first experience. Um, and also, if any of the listeners out there, know what I'm talking about, the Sleepy Sausage. It was a motorway cafe in the Midlands of the UK, and there was a, sh- a chain of them, all with sausage in the name. If you know anything about these cafes, or got any old pictures, please email them into us. We're going to get a load of truckers phoning in now, aren't we? Probably. Yeah. Is that the sort of audience we want? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But if they know anything about the Sleepy Sausage, it brings yeah. back a lot of good memories, that place. Yeah. I mean, I used to go there quite a lot, and we used to go through places. Yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, have you got any arcade machines of your own, Alex? Yeah, I've got loads, yeah. I know this already, yeah. but tell the listeners what arcade machines Well, I've dedicated my games room to just Nintendo only. Um, That's because you're a Nintendo fan, girl. Yeah, I mean, you? I like all games, and I like I just don't have the room for everything. I just thought, because I'm not technically that good at fixing them, I'm more of a gamer, really. I do enjoy restorations, but I find it easy if you've just got, you know, one sort of, of one manufacturer you know, yeah, throughout yeah. your collection that paint job you did on the donkey Kong mm. 3 is brilliant well i remember that marquee you put yeah. in the garden just for doing that yeah and the kids weren't allowed in mad. it <laughs> that was mad yeah so which, which machines have you got there uh from Don- left to right donkey kong donkey kong jr donkey kong 3 popeye and the rest are all cocktail nintendos which is space fever space firebird and my newest edition space launcher which i believe is the only Working one out there, as far as we know. In the UK? Within the community, yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I've never seen a machine like that before. No. Even though the board is very similar to Space Fever, mm. which I have got, and I've got mm. the ROMs to play that game, yours is actually a dedicated cabin yeah. with all the artwork. It's a bland cab. Yeah, it's not like nothing to look at. I mean, 
you can see why I didn't do that well. I mean, there's nothing to attract anyone into that game. It's not like your kangaroo there. Lovely, fantastic yeah, yeah. artwork. And, With monkeys throwing yeah, apples. And yeah. Donkey Kong. This is before Donkey Kong, though, so... Yeah, it's 78, 79 that game. I don't think old, Nintendo it? really knew what they were doing. They were just testing the water with a lot of the stuff. Yeah, because they were a, a toy manufacturer, weren't they? Mm. And that, those games weren't even made by Nintendo back in then. It's another no. company that actually wrote the games for them. But you know, that's history, and yeah. as you can see in front of you here with Donkey Kong machines and obviously the Wii yeah. and everything else nowadays, yeah, so they've done really well out of it. Yeah, so that's it, really. Yeah, so all Nintendo for you. Yeah. Any new ones on the horizon, you think? You could squeeze one more well, in. Well, I could boot. squeeze another one in, but then I'd lose my little console setup. Which console I, corner. Yeah, I do like the consoles. I mean, it's a big part of my life, consoles, obviously. I spent more time playing them than I did machines because they cost money all the time. You can't fit that many uh, arcade cabs in your bedroom, No, you've got you? to put a stop to it, haven't you, at some point? Yeah. 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 So, no new ones on, on the horizon? No, no none coming from I'd abroad. like a sheriff and I'd like a red tent. About it. Yeah, yeah, they are nice machines. I mm. do like Sheriff as well. It's a really hard, hard machine mm. to find, especially the Nintendo one. Mm. Really hard one to find. In fact, I only know one in the country. Yeah. So my machines. Um, yeah, yours. You've swapped yours around a lot over the years, haven't you? you, you I must you, have had about thirty in total. Yeah. I think maybe even more that come and gone in the past. Yeah. The first, well, the first one I had uh, got off eBay. Mm. You got yours from. It's just a basic generic wooden thing, but. Um, it enabled me to to experiment with it and make things for it, panels and different joystick parts for it, different mm. uh, button configurations, uh, different artwork. Um, it's a good cab to start with, isn't it? It Jammer, was, yeah, yeah. I think it only cab. cost me about £150 off eBay. It wasn't that expensive, really. Mm. And I already had some boards because uh, before I got the arcade machine, I'd made a, a, a super gun, which mm. is just basically an interface to play the games mm. on a TV with some normal mm -hmm. Mega Drive controllers. Um, I just did that as a little project, got all the plans off the internet, made it. Miraculously, it worked first time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got a few boards from a local arcade operator in Weymouth, uh, which in Dorset, place where I used to live. Um, Weymouth, in the 80s, was a big seaside town. Um, sadly, it's lost a bit of that now. But there was at least 10 arcades back mm -hmm. then when I was a kid. It was, it was brilliant. Yeah, well, it was the same everywhere, I think, back in the day. They were everywhere. Especially they? the seasides, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. The seasides was the main place. So that was my first machine. Uh, after that, oh god, I could, I could go through the history, but it would take it'd take hours. Well, we've got plenty of podcasts. <laughs> we have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was my first machine, which I loved, uh, and eventually I did actually sell it because when I moved to London, I moved to a smaller place and I had to get rid of a few cabs. And this was one of the ones that wasn't dedicated, so you know it was one of the things. Oh, I could get another one one day, mm. and I've never seen one since after that. So what was your first dedicated cab then? First dedicated cab was my second cab, which was a Pac-Mania. I've seen one. Atari Pac Man. It's a big white cab, nice side art. The marquee on it is is like a 3D effect. It's mm. got um sort of a, a, a raised Pac Man in the middle. You have to Google it. It's a really oh, nice right. machine. It was a good game as well. But uh, when I left Weymouth at the same time, I had to get rid of that one as well. And it went to an arcade operator there. This Actually, is an early 80s cab. It's not a. No, a it's late. I think it's 88, 89. Yeah. Pac Mania. So I think it's a 3D Pac Man. That was about the time I was getting out of the arcades, to be yeah, honest yeah. with you. Too busy with girls I, and that. Well, I'd left school 87. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting to Guns N' Roses 87. <laughs> I was already into that much shit by then. But yeah, but um, I think I got my first arcade machine about seven years ago, I think it was. Mm. And I've had a mm. lot in between. Mm. At the moment, uh, in the arcade garage, which we're at, sat in the moment, mm. on the right near the door there, we've just been playing our game of the week, month. 
whatever you want to call it. Um, there's a Naomi uh, cabinet, which can play, it's got MAME in it at the moment, but can play uh, Naomi System or MAME. Uh, then you've got a Donkey Kong scratch build I've built myself next to it with a proper board and proper controls. And a Donkey Kong Junior next to that, which is a, a proper Donkey Kong Junior, original cab. Then you've got a Dig Dug Euro cab, which is different from the American ones. It's just a wooden sided thing, but uh, Dig Dug, one of my favourite games, never get rid of it. Yeah. So the front art's the same as the, as the American Almost exactly game, the same, it? yeah, yeah. They, mm -hmm. Theirs had a different, had a marquee separately where this is just yeah. got the bezel that all involved. Yes. But the same sort of control panel, slightly different colours. Yeah. Yeah, same sort of game, but theirs was a bit taller, I think, and a big, big white side with really nice artwork on the side. Mm -hmm. And then next to that is exactly the same cabinet, but a kangaroo, which is quite a hard game to find in, in the UK. Yeah, uh, wasn't that popular, I would imagine, was no, it? No, it wasn't. I really like it. It's got a quite cute charm to it, but it's it's not that involved. Really. Did you play that as a kid then? I, or is that, is that a bit I, of nostalgia I think, for I think you? It was, I think it was a main thing. When I first started MAME about... Eight years ago, I think I played on that. Oh, I really like this game. I must have remembered it from somewhere. So. See, that's a funny thing. I mean, I was going to say, you know, the reason why I thought you bought that was because of a nostalgia uh, connection with it. Maybe it was something you played back in the day. But yeah, maybe I've just blanked it out. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but none of my cabs have any nostalgia. Well, actually, I was telling line Donkey Kong. Yeah. But the others we didn't have over here. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, I don't remember playing. That's a funny Junior. thing with Donkey Kong. You know. Whenever I talk to people in the UK and we play Donkey Kong, mm. oh, we want to play Crazy Kong. Yeah. Because in the UK, we, we got a lot of bootlegs. Mm. Um, and everyone says, it was always Crazy Kong, it was always Crazy Kong, always Crazy Kong. But I remember playing proper Donkey Kong because the colours in Crazy Kong are quite different. Mm. The game does differ from Donkey Kong. It's a bootleg of it. And it's it's got different colours. The gameplay is slightly different. The sounds are awful in Crazy Kong. So if we, had, if we played Donkey Kong over here then, would it have been in a cocktail? It definitely wasn't in an upright. Was I remember it? playing Donkey Kong Junior in uh, a cocktail in my in my youth club, my mm. school youth club. Uh, the girl who used to live down the road. We were really good at it, or we thought we were. Uh, but I remember playing Donkey Kong in Scotland with my cousins, and it definitely wasn't Donkey Kong Cab. It must have been a. So we've had a sixty-one back in that day. No, we? no, nothing like that. It was it, it was probably either a bootleg, a good bootleg board, yeah. not a crazy Kong, a Donkey mm. bootleg, or it was a proper. PCB had been converted to running a normal cab. Mm. But I remember playing Donkey Kong. But we've yet to that. discover one of those boards. Have you ever seen one of those boards? Which ones? Well, like a bootleg, a really good bootleg Donkey Kong. Not a Donkey Kong. I've got juniors, mm. but not a Donkey Kong. But I think they do exist. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I digress. The ones yeah. at the end, uh, I've got three Jalico Pony machines, which are uh, yeah. sit-down style, candy mm. cab, completely steel, really mm. heavy things. Uh, they come from uh, now defunct arcade in, in London, the Trocadero. Mm. Sadly, not no longer with us. And I've got a little tiny cab here called the Dino King. Girls' machines in here. The, the two next to it are. <laughs> I'm standing next to a pink cab. Yeah, pink and light blue. <laughs> these are, these are called Love and Berries. They're exactly the same as a Dino King. They're only about five foot tall. Dress up and dance. Is there some side to you I don't know about? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't. I have dressed up and danced with it a few times. I've had a go and I couldn't get into it. Um, but these cams are going to be converted. As you can see on the left-hand side, I've converted a Dino King into a Mr. Driller, mm. which is a cutesy Japanese game. Um, it's I love pink. Mr. Driller. It's, it's a good game. Brilliant game. It's it's the pink and blue and girly colours, and mm. it's, it's sort of it almost looks like a kids' game. Yeah. Uh, and then the other two, I'm going to convert one into our game this week because I love it so much. Mm -hmm. It's such a cutesy Japanese game. It'll mm -hmm. go really well in here. And the other one, I might do as a flicky. Which is another cutesy game, yeah. I do like that flicky. Game. Not played it? No. 
maybe it'll be one of us for the yeah. week. It's yeah. a good little game. See, to me, that looks like an invitation to convert all of you to some sort of Nintendo feel. Nintendo lineup that. here is going on. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Mario, you could have a shooting game here. Bank card reader it does look like a holster. It does, doesn't it? But it's only a 14 inch monitor, and I've only got about two feet to yeah. play, and there's not a lot of room in this garage, is there? But you could do anything with them, couldn't you, really? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're really they easy cool. to work on. They've got Very nice little 14-inch uh, monitors, normal arcade 15 kilohertz monitors. Uh, the panels on them I can make at work, because I'm an mm. engineer, and I can do things with acrylic and, and aluminium, so they're quite small. Yeah, you're lucky having that as a job, to have that sort of machinery to hand. Yeah, yeah, it's quite handy sometimes. Yeah, I've done a few people a few favours before, so mm. uh, yeah, it's quite handy for that sort of thing. One of the questions I'm going to ask you, why are we doing this podcast? Well, because we love a hobby, Victor, don't we? We love yeah. uh, talking about it. Um, we're nerds at the end of the day, and we just love Standard gaming. Nerds. We love gaming, you know, and there's not enough people over in this country doing this sort of thing. I'm going to start well, calling is, you Poindexter. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just cool, isn't it? We love games. One, one, of, the, one of the reasons why I sort of thought of putting this together with you is to get um, others involved in slightly obscure arcade mm. games, because we know a lot of people who play arcade machines. Mm. We're part of a load of forums. Um, They'll all be on, on the website, Jammer mm. Plus, UK VAC, Arcade Otaku, Cloth, mm -hmm. uh, Donkey Kong Forums, uh, all those kind of things. And <clears> those guys play all the classics, and they collect the classics. But what we're trying to do here is, is play some games we've not played before. Mm. I mean, this week's game, you've not played before until I mentioned it. No. I've played it a little bit, and I've, I've honed my skills a little bit, and I've looked at a few YouTubes, and I've got some tactics. I'm doing quite well at it, I think, I mm. think. But yeah, we want to sort of get people involved in these games. And we're going to tell you the game every week uh, for the next time we do it, whether it be weekly, monthly, mm. whenever we get to do it, the chance we get to do it. And we want the listeners to send in your scores as well and your comments on the game. Please, we want some feedback. Give us your mm. feedback. You know, if you think we're doing something wrong, tell us. If you think yeah. we're doing something right, tell mm. us. You know, give us a like on Facebook. Uh, just give us your comments. Anything you want us to talk mm. about, we'll, we'll... Get involved. Yeah, yeah, get involved. Brilliant. And another reason why I... I I do podcasts is I listen to a few the Retro Junkies uh, show which is pretty good uh, Arcade Outsiders and more importantly uh, No Quarter uh, on the monsterfeet.com uh, those guys are really really good they're yeah. really interesting real fun guys to listen to definitely uh, I've got to give a shout out to those two guys mm. uh, they've really helped me get this podcast started they've given mm. me loads of hints and tips how to do things is that No Quarter yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Carrington Vanston and Mike McGuinness yeah. and I recommend everyone to go down there and listen to them they're mm. good guys they've done about 55 now I think yeah they're good I, get, I, I look forward to them every week mm. yeah, they're really good and they, they, they do it so professionally as well much better than us they, they've sort of given me a, a bit of a personal trek into uh, do what they do because some of the games they've, they've come across now um, I've never heard of mm. uh, and I've been playing them as well and, and some have been really good they've had a few bummers in there mm. and they've given them a good slate in as well which they deserve yeah. some of these games but yeah they've found some really good games as well and hopefully uh, we can do some slightly more obscure ones mm -hmm. you know to suit us a bit better I think so uh, what have you been playing lately? well with the, apart from the game of the week you mean uh, yeah Hijimaru yeah Pirate Hijimaru Pirate Ship Hijimaru yeah and you know we call it Pirate Ship Hijimaru Careful how you say that now. <laughs> yeah, we've been saying it wrong all along. My wife's studying Japanese at the moment. Yeah. Apparently, it's Higi Maru. Higi Maru. Higi, Higi means bearded. Yeah. And Maru means round. So they're okay. round to bearded pirates. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a Capcom game. It's their third ever game. Uh, <clears throat> the first one was Volgus, and then it was Son Son, and 
pirate ship Higamoo. It's a top-down game. Uh, it's a pirate ship you're on. Uh, there's barrels all scattered around the, the, the ship. There's you, a little sailor guy, and there's these pirates running around the place, little stripy pirates with beards. Uh, they jump in and out the barrels. Um, you've got to grab a barrel with the one button you use and throw it at them. And it throws them overboard. There's another guy there who's the, the pirate ship called a bow, a mm. pirate captain called a bow, which is called the captain. Arr. Mm. And he just wanders around, basically. If any of these guys touch you, you're dead. They don't mm. throw any barrels at you or anything. They, and they, they touch you a lot, don't they? They do yeah. touch you a lot. Yeah. That's a bit inappropriate, I think you're fine. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as they touch you, you're, you're dead. <clears throat> you, you lose a life. It's quite cute when the guy mm. dies as well. When you're a little, he's called Momotaro, your guy. Mm. When he dies, he sort of falls on his back and water comes out of his mouth like yeah. he's drowned. Uh, he does little dances as well in between the levels and he yeah. sticks his tongue out at you sometimes and stuff like that. But the idea is, is you run around this place, it's a four-way game, one button to grab a barrel and to throw it again and you've got to throw the barrels at the little guys. In the game, there's empty barrels as well, flashing barrels, which you can get bonuses out of. Usually fish mm. fly out of them. So it's good to get these bonuses for the points. And also, the pirates can jump in a barrel sometimes, and they'll run around with a barrel. You can see their little eyes poking out, mm. and they'll be running around. And if they, they, they chase you a bit more when they're in a barrel, they seem to be more angry. And you've got to throw a barrel at them to lock them out of the barrel, then they're stunned for a few seconds. Mm. You can actually walk through them when they're stunned, and you throw a barrel at them to throw them overboard. That's the way of getting them. The barrels will smash when they hit anything. Uh, if you can throw them around, uh, and there's some indestructible barrels, there's usually mm. three on each level. So I suppose if you... you Smashed every barrel on the level, and there's still pirates running around. You can still get the pirates with the. Well, I think it would make it extremely hard, though. Well, yeah, you just have to lose a life, I suppose. I think the, the, the more the barrels you got rid of, the harder it got because the barrels created a kind of maze, and they yeah. couldn't escape within that maze. So if they came along, you've got to after, them off. Yeah. yeah, if they came after you, you could quickly just turn around, and throw a barrel behind you, and it, yeah. it would crash, and they couldn't escape yeah. from it. But without that maze there, which you're slowly eating away at. Yeah, I mean, it gets harder and harder. Yeah, they get they get yeah. a little bit faster later on, then they get the. Yeah. There is there's no time limit, but um, after a certain amount of time, if you if you take a long time doing it, you get some hurry up music mm. come on and some skulls fly around the outside yeah. of the screen, but they don't yeah. chase you. But no. if you hit the skulls, you get killed. But they, they do go away again, so it's not yeah. really a time limit. You didn't know about the sixteen barrel trick, did you? Until I showed no, you about it. No. I did a bit more research into this. Not cheating. Yeah. <clears throat> research. Mm. Not cheating. If you if you smash sixteen barrels um, on the sixteenth one, um, an icon will fly out, uh, an anchor or a skull or something. And if you get that, all the pirates on the level will be stunned. They mm. stay stunned for uh, about twenty seconds or so. Um, and the if you walk into them, you kill them straight away. Mm. And if you walk into a barrel, they'll fly out the barrel. Then touch mm. them again, they'll they'll die. Mm -hmm. You can still throw barrels at them. You get more points for it, but. It gives you time to go and get the, the fish out of the, the secret barrels mm. and get some points and obviously kill all of them quickly. It makes it easier for you. So it, it's quite easy to do a level if you, you smash 16 barrels mm, quickly mm, mm. and then do it like that. And once I show you how to do that, your scores... Slowly improve. Slowly improve, yeah. yeah. I still found the game... There was so much going on in the game. It's quite a busy game, isn't it's it? It's a very busy game. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I did enjoy it, but it is one of those... I'm, I'm never any good at any maze-type games. I'm rubbish at Pac-Man. Yeah, I'm not good at Pac-Man. And it is, you know, it's, it's along those lines, but, it's, you know, there's a lot more to it than Pac-Man. I think it is a better game than Pac-Man, but Whoa. it's a very busy game. Oh, controversial. <laughs> I 
I don't think no, I've never, I've never liked Pac-Man, I have to say. I no. liked Mrs. Pac-Man. No. That is controversial. I know someone who'd be very happy. We used to have those little Pac-Man scratch cards that used to get in bubblegum in them. Yeah, I remember those. And I used to enjoy I playing them. There's the stickers stickers as well. as I've got. At least I've got a chewing gum at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. More than your 10 pieces of Pac-Man. Yeah. Every four levels on Hijimuru, uh, there's a, a, a high point deck <clears> where it'll be the same kind of game but there'll be just part, just the, the pirate mm. captains running around and you get mm. more points for these guys. Uh, and there's also a lot of barrels with the, the, the secrets in, but this time they're, instead of the fish, it's like pipes and, mm. and um, telescopes and stuff like this. And if you get 16 barrels again, same as before, this time a, a hook will come out and you mm. get that and then all the pirates are stunned, all the pirate captains mm. are stunned and you do exactly the same again. But mm. a lot of the points are doubled, the high point deck. And you also didn't know about the secrets, the secret secrets, did you? No. The secret secret secrets. Hidden under certain items. Yeah, yeah. I found this out when I went to, um, I think it was Strategy Wiki. All these things we're talking about here will be, all the interesting parts will mm. be linked to on the show notes on our website. So anyone can get these later on and learn how to play the game properly. Every every three levels, sorry, every third, sixth, and ninth, I think 12, every three levels, if you don't pick up anything when you first start the game and only pick up a certain item, where it's placed in the same place every time. For instance, on the third level, uh, the third pot at the top, the indestructible item, you pick that up without mm. picking anything else up, you get 10,000 points out, you get mm. a strawberry come out. And on the sixth level, I remember this one, the bottom right-hand side, you pick that one up, and I can't remember what item comes up, but you get 20,000 points. So you can really rack up your score with these things. You've got to get it straight away. You, don't, mm. you can't lift any other barrels, just that one straight away. So that was a quite a good little score thing there to uh, whip your scores up. You also get an extra life if you're lucky enough to find a little sailor's outfit, which I've only done once. Not score. I think if you get 50,000, then every 50,000 I think you get extra life, but mm. you can uncover a random... See, um, I like games that have those little... Yeah, yeah, there's loads discover. of little things to find. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's a very similar game to... Um, Pengo. Yeah, 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 Pengo. Yeah, I remember Pengo. Mm. But this, this is more, more colourful, mm. more going on. It's a horizontal game as well, whereas mm. Pengo was a, a vertical mm. game. Um, and I was rubbish at that. I quite like yeah. Pengo, but it, it was it was Camp Penguins. Yeah. Proper Camp yeah. Penguins. I mean, the, the, the cab is uh, almost like my um, my little cabs there. Well, I quite like the quite cab. Lady-like. I like the artwork, but the game yeah, was it, too hard. It was quite hard, and that music drove me up the wall. I've, I've looked high and low for the PCB of this game, because mm. I do collect PCB, especially of games I like. like we've been playing on main, because mm. it's such a hard game, you will not buy it. I've looked everywhere mm. for it. If anyone knows of a PCB for sale, or even pictures of the cabinet, we've looked for the cabinet, we can't find it anywhere. Email us in, you know, we'd be interested to see these things. A flyer or anything like that? I've seen the flyer, the flyer's quite flyer? nice, yeah, is yeah. There a, is there a picture of the cab on the flyer? No, nope, not at all. No. I'm not sure what the cab looked like, hmm. but I presume it was, um, I don't know, Capcom generic type. I Did you know. not look on any sort of Japanese sites where they did? Yeah, it's with the language barrier, it's hard to yeah, find. But yeah. I, might, I might pop it in there, because I, I can find the hiragana yeah. for um, <clears throat> Hijimaru and see if I can find it on there. It's a Z80 hardware game, similar mm. to other games of the time. Um, I've been told you can convert Vulgus, which was their first game, and I've mm. actually got a Vulgus board, so I'm going to look into using my ROM mm. burner to, to burn the ROMs onto it, because yeah, I love that. Onto the scores. Mm. <laughs> so uh, Don't go there. Yeah, what was your top score? Uh, my top score was 44. 44 000. points? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 44,000? Yeah. I think mine was close to 197. Mm. Sorry, mate. Yeah. But well, but saying that, 
it's a reasonable score, I think. I saw a guy on YouTube getting about 400,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and our friend Davo, he's beating us at the moment 201,000, isn't mm-hmm. he? He's a keyboard hate warrior. We hate him. I, yeah, you said he was playing on keyboard. Yeah. What's wrong with this guy? He doesn't do it for me. He's crazy. I don't know how he did that. Anyway, uh, listeners, please, if you think you can beat our scores, send us in a picture of your, your high score table and we'll add it to the one on the website. We're playing this game on um, my Naomi cabinet. If you want to play along at home, you can either play it on main, you, you obviously know where to get the ROMs from. I can't tell you where you can get them from. Or there were a few a few versions of it on um, on consoles. Back in the day, it wasn't actually released on, on a console. It was a, a, a later edition, uh, Capcom compilations, on PS1, Saturn, PS2, Xbox. Mm-hmm. So I presume you can get it on, on the virtual consoles and such like that nowadays as well. You can get it on the NES, can't you? I've got it. I picked up my copy last week. But that's that's the sequel, isn't it? Slightly oh. different game. It's under the same name, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's called Hijimuru Makai Island. Right. Um, and there was a UK or a, a European version planned. Yeah. It was never released. It was mm. canned. Um, but someone uh, found the prototype and has released it as a ROM, so you can play it on an emulator. There'll be notes for that as well. Okay. So you can pick that up. I'm hopefully going to put it on my EverDrive and play it on my Famicom. So you said it was a bit different. It scrolls. Yeah, it's a, it scrolls into three screens, and yeah. the, the last screen being a sort of like an end of level boss where you still chuck um, barrels. Yeah, at chuck barrels at him to defeat him while he's chucking swords or daggers, or what have you. Yeah. Ah, sorry, Makajima Higamaru. It's called, mm. and that was released on the MSX2 as a cartridge and Famicom Japanese release yeah. only. So that was quite good of the, of the NES, actually. They had a lot of really cool arcade conversions in the early yeah, days. Yeah, absolutely. And their artwork was so much better. Than those, wasn't yeah. It? And so the cartridges are dinkier. and It's just nicer looking things, aren't they? That's why I've got a Famicom rather yeah. than a NES. Yeah, I've only got two consoles I really use, Famicom and yeah. PC Engine, because yeah. the, the games are so nice and it's all Japanese and all that mm. sort of stuff. Very cool. So when you played this game at home, what were you playing it on? I was playing it on main. I just on, on my, PC. On my PC, yeah. Well, I've got a bit of a surprise for you. Yes. Because you know, you said you needed a bar top. Yes. To make stuff to play on. Can you, if I just go over here a second <laughs> and cover this. It's a bar top of your very own. It's not made yet. Oh it's not God. finished. But it's got a versus. It's going to be done because it's Nintendo and it's you, of oh, course. That's so cool. It's going to be done as a, a tiny versus cap. Oh, that's wicked. Don't expect it this side of Christmas. And as well as that, it's, it's a project for the podcast as well. You can take it home and use yeah, it whenever you yeah. want. But what I'm going to do for the listeners, especially if you're not used to woodwork and making cabinets and you want to make your own cabinet, there's plenty of sites online you can you can find plans for. I've got the plans for this on site. Uh, and it was a, a, a site called Weecade, mm. Weenie Arcade. Uh, I've used that and modified the plans a little bit. It's just an MDF thing. There's a 19-inch LCD in it. I've got two joysticks quite close together, two buttons. Nice. It's going to be radar scope red. Awesome. Got some side art for Uniside. Awesome. Universal side art for it. Little marquee. And I'm going to put all this on the website and do little tips how to make things and how to do things. To do things. I think the first one we should do is how to cut out the parts. Yeah. If people have never used a router or a jigsaw mm-hmm. before. And also, I can. I've got a little hint how to get Home Base or Home Depot or yeah. you know those kind of places to actually cut it for you. Yeah. Because a lot of the pieces are similar size. So, uh, yeah, hopefully your scores will improve when you get that on your side. Also, I'd like the listeners to send us some feedback about obscure games um, for us to add to our list and maybe we can pick some out to play. Yeah. 
uh, sort of 80s, uh, late 70s to, what, say, late, late 80s. Late 80s. Don't yeah, yeah. going to the 90s. The 90s... The games aren't really as, as much pick up a play, are they? We want simple well, they've, games. Well, they've got the continues, haven't they? And yeah, we don't want none of that. None of that. Know, they're more side scrolling, beat em ups, and that sort of thing. And it's a ten pence and... arcade for a reason. Yeah, one ten yeah. p. That's all you get to play. I was out of the arcades by then anyway. Yeah, so there are some good ones, but I think the, my favourites are eighties games. See, for me, the nineties was the, the you know it's when the consoles took over. Yeah, the yeah, they did. Yeah. That's, that's when I sort of stopped going. Well, the arcades were going by then. Yeah. And I, I, got, I think I got a Mega Drive or a SNES by then. And the games were like 30, 40 pounds. Yeah. And you got Graphically, it. they were either Almost exactly the same. same or better in yeah, some yeah. cases. Absolutely. But they never had a Hijin Ryu. So, it's your turn for next week's game. What do you want to play well, next week? I want to play Zookeeper. Zookeeper? Yeah, it's been a favourite of mine for a long time. You know I'm rubbish at that, don't you? Well, that's I'll why have to I chose practice. it. I'll have to practice. <laughs> I'll have to practice. No, I'm not that good either. But um, it'd be good opportunity to to really get into this game because you know I do love it. I've yeah. just scratched the surface of it, and I want to get into it a lot more. Tell me, have you ever jumped over a line in real life? Um, no, I haven't. <laughs> yeah. circus you had to think about that for a second, <laughs> then, didn't you? Well, anyway, that'll be Zookeeper next time. I better get practicing, I suppose. I think that about wraps it up, really. Yeah, um, cool. If you've got any uh, ideas for us, or maybe you've scored an interesting cabinet lately, or you've got some hints how to make your own cabinet, you know, um, we'll put it up on the website and let others... Or any pictures of your... your yeah, yeah, we'd like to see pictures of you, especially if cool. you're... Yeah, games room, because I think we'll put... Um, I'm actually tidying my games room again. It's got stuff all over it at the moment. I'll put a nice picture of my games room up, lit yeah. up. We'll do your Nintendo yeah. den as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, all the show notes on www.10pencearcade.co.uk. All words, no numbers. Thanks for listening, and goodbye until next yes. time. Goodbye.